I had this thought. Reading through my Bible, many times it stumbles across passages that always just seem to happen at night. Quite a few passages. I'm going to go through four passages we're going to read through. And the thought is this, of just being nocturnal. And you get, you, John knows you, if you're going to find some, some of these big bucks, they get big because they're nocturnal. They're evading these kind of things. But you know what these, these, you know what the whole point of this is though, is you know what they can do? They can see that light in dark times. Sometimes in life you're just walking down there and there's stuff closing in on you and you know you're just uncertain of certain things. Darkness comes in. You're unsure. You don't know. And there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of light. You ever been there? You will. You'll get there. Because I've noticed, I only narrowed, I narrowed it down to four passages. <laughs> I could have had a lot more. <laughs> I mean, amen. I left out a lot. I left out Samuel. I left out Joseph. I left out, well, I got some of David. Amen. Psalms 18, he started in Proverbs 18, but it's Psalms 18. I just had this thought of being a little bit nocturnal. I mean, that Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, it says, God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Right? And then there's, what's it say? It says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. That's right. I mean... A lot of life can get summed up in first six chapters of Genesis. Those first few verses, I mean, if you meditate on that verse, man, I'm in some darkness. Well, I think we're going to move. <laughs> That's what God did. <laughs> Amen. It's being nocturnal. And praise the Lord, I found this this morning. I'll just read it to you. This is Revelation. You don't have to turn there. I'm just going to read it. Revelation 21, 23. It says, in the city, this is the new city. It says, the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Yeah. I'm just talking about being nocturnal. It says, and then verse 22 and verse number 5, And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And I'm just talking about just, just being a little bit nocturnal. I mean, I see this, you know, in, in Exodus chapter number 20, if you want to turn there, you don't have to. But in Exodus chapter 20, very popular passage. Anybody know what it's most famous for? Ten Commandments is correct. But we always stop right there at those Ten Commandments. But if you keep reading those Ten Commandments, they got, there's, a, there's some neat stuff there. Exodus chapter number 20, and in verse number 18, it says, and the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountains smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us and we will hear, but let not God speak with us lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you that this fear may be before you for the faces and ye sin not. And the people stood afar off and Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. 
Man, if that don't get you excited, God help you. <laughs> you know, I'm just talking about just being a little bit nocturnal. Moses is going to go in there and just get a little bit closer to God. I mean, I'd like to say this, you know, when you get in that darkness, you got to look for God. We'll just skip past that one. Turn over there to uh, Mark chapter number 16. Mark chapter number 16. And even at the crucifixion, Jesus died and the darkness came. And it says those ladies stood afar off wondering. You know, when that darkness comes, that's what people tend to do. You tend to withdraw yourself. You start to get afar off. I'm sorry, I'm in Luke. Mark chapter number 16. Stand afar off and you withdraw yourself. But Mary, says, And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had bought even sweet spices, that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll away this stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was great. You know, I like reading that passage. I like that it was just a bunch of the, bunch of ladies. They're just going to go down there, and they're going to go to the last place that they knew that the Lord was. And this was their, they, they can't roll away the stone. They're like, well, who's going to roll it away? But they're going to go do it. And you turn over there to John. Turn over there to John. John chapter 20. John chapter 20, if you would. All these ladies go in there. Dark time in their life. Jesus has been crucified, buried in a tomb. It says, In the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene. John chapter 20, verse 1. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark. Unto the sepulcher and see at the stone taken away from the sepulcher. You know what? She just wanted to go back to that last place that she seen God and she knew who He was. And I hate to get it mail, but you got to do that with your scripture. You wonder why God's not there? Go look for Him. The last place He was talking to you. If it's dark, go back to that last place. And she's looking for God. She's she's moving. She's walking. She ain't just sitting there. She's moving. She's walking. And the light she has, darkness doesn't comprehend it. You ever read that verse over there? John? You know, light is not scared of darkness. You ever notice that? You flip a light on, there goes that darkness. It's when you get away from that light. 
When you start getting away from the light and all that darkness and more darkness and darkness just starts creeping in, you're like, man, it's just dark right now. Well, when's the last time you got around some light? When's the last time? Do you need to go back there? Do you need to just kind of get back, get on back down that path, start walking back towards that path? Go looking for the Lord. That's what Mary did. And she runneth in verse number two. And cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and saith to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they laid him. And Peter therefore went forth and the other disciple and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And he stooping down and looking in saw the linen clothes lying, yet he went not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher and seeth the linen clothes lie and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also the other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture that it must be risen, that they must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again into their own home. But Mary stood without the sepulcher. You know, I feel bad for all Mary. They told Mary that. Mary told them that, hey, you know, they don't know where he is. And they went and just ditched her. That's the way I see it. You know what I mean? They left her there. But then Mary, you know what? She's just looking for the Lord. She just went there. She went there at dark, sought after the Lord, the rising of the sun. And you know what she did? She found him. Amen. She found him in that dark time. And Mary stood without the sepulcher weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. And seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. And they said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing there and knew that it was him. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said unto her, Mary, she turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. And Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended unto my father, but go to my brethren and say unto him, saying to them that I have ascended unto my, your Father and to my God and to your God. And Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that had spoken these things unto her. Amen, I like that. You know, if you go searching for the Lord in a dark time, you'll find Him. It wasn't the way she was planning it, but she found Him. And I like how that it says that. Jesus saith unto her, Mary, and she knew and turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. And Jesus said, I mean, how do you think he said this? Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren. Is that how he, is that how he said it? <laughs> I mean, come on now. How do you read your Bible? <laughs> I'm thinking it's because that's the only reason he had two angels there. Because he's like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Because she's like, well, I'm just going to get to you. <laughs> right? Right? He's like, well, she's real hurt. You know, I'm, I'm going to go down and see her, but you're going to have to stand there, okay, because she's going to try to get me, all right? <laughs> Amen. Right. Yeah. 
And he's like, don't touch me not. I ain't sent it to my father yet, you know. And the angel's like. <laughs> I don't know. That's the way I see it. I, don't, I mean, it's not doctrine. <laughs> but it is Bible. Amen. But she found him. But you know how she found him? She listened. Amen. She listened. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You got to be able to listen. Faith cometh by it. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You find somebody that don't listen, you're gonna have problems. I'm not even preaching on that. But she listened. John chapter 20 and verse number 16 says, Jesus said to her, Mary, that was the second time. Sometimes it takes a second time just to get it. Amen. Sometimes a third time. I got a thick skull, probably even four. I'm pretty sure at the judgment seat of Christ, I'm going to find out it's probably five, six, seven, and eight. <laughs> I told you that ten times. Sorry, Lord. But listen. You know what Moses did when he, when he went in there? In that darkness? He listened. Moses spent so much time with the Lord in there that, man, when the Lord went by and showed his glory unto him, man, his face was lit up. And he'd come down off that mountain, his countenance was changed, his face was just gleaming from the glory of the Lord that just projected off on him. And the, you know what, here, here's something, the people didn't like it. So you know what, you put a veil on, man, you're just too holy for us. Amen, people like that. Turn to John chapter 3. We'll look at this second account of just being nocturnal. Just seeing things in the dark time. John chapter 3, and very familiar passage. I like how it just transcribes from chapter 2 to, to verse number 3. If you look at verse number 23, it says, Now there, now, now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover and the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed that not, and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. And then it starts off verse three or chapter three. There was a man. <laughs> I find that funny. I don't know why. <laughs> right. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he, can he enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee that ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest in the sound thereof, but cannot tell when it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said to him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? 
Verily, verily, I say unto thee that we speak that we know and testify that we have seen and you receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things that you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that cometh down from heaven, even the son of man, which is of heaven, which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. And you know what the next verse you got is? What's the next verse? John 3.16, which is arguably, arguably, and I'll argue it is, the most popular verse in Scripture. Given to a man that was seeking God in dark, and all he wanted to do was find God in the darkness and go out and listen to what he had to say. Probably wasn't what he wanted to hear. As we keep reading, we like to quote that one. There's quite a few after that that are really important. But John 3.16, For God so loved the world, most of us could probably quote it. Given to a man in darkness, most popular verse. Do you got a John 3.16? I got a John 3.16. It's called a Romans 5.6. It's called an Ephesians 4.3. I forget the Romans one, but as much lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. The Lord said, Dink! I wrote that one for you, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know, it's endeavoring. Working construction can be difficult. Work, being in this world, I, I mean, I digress, you know what I mean? As much lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Daily bread, those John 3.16s. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent His Son not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Pretty simple. I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. That's it. You ain't got Jesus, you can't go. I didn't make it up. It's offensive. The cross is offensive. Verse number 19. And this is the condemnation that the light, see that the light, the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than their light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God. You know, some people just want to stay in the darkness. You know what happens if you start staying in darkness? It's going to swallow you up and you're going to get involved in sin. Yeah. You've got to look for that light. Turn with me there to First John. First John chapter 1. Popular passage. I love this passage. One of my favorites. It's necessary in your daily walk with the Lord. First John chapter 1 and verse number 5 says, This then is the message we have heard of Him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie. 
and do not the truth. Pretty simple. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. You know what? It, it's not how you walk. you got to remember that. You can do all the goody checklist Christianity, like Dan preached a great message on that one time down there. Checklist Christianity. I've done everything. Da, 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 da. It ain't how you walk. It's where you walk. You've got to walk in the light. If you walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's not, I've read my Bible, I brushed my teeth, I combed my hair. It's got nothing to do with that. Are you walking with God? Are you walking in the light? Are you hiding in the darkness? Are you looking for the light that's in the darkness? Are you listening for the Lord? Are you walking in the Spirit? Are you walking in the light where He is in the light? And getting enlightened from that. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That should be a memory verse for everyone. I got that one memorized. You know why? Because I'm a sinner. And I sin. Before I go to the Lord, I pray, Lord, forgive me my sins. we say that we have no sin we make him a liar and his word is not in us you know what sin is it's foul (laughs) it is it's disgusting in the sight of the lord it's not a sweet smelling savior it's a foul one and i don't want my prayers when they're going up there to be that i'd rather just lord forgive me what i've done what i did and get it right. Turn over there to Luke. Luke chapter number 23. He sought him in the darkness. Luke chapter 24, I apologize. This one's a little lengthy. But this is one of my favorites. This is just one of those. You got to read the whole thing to kind of get a big picture. Amen. Luke 24. And in verse number 13. It says, And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together in reason, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. You know, right there you can tell they wasn't Baptists. They communed together and reasoned. Amen. <laughs> but their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said to them, What manner of communication are these that you have one another as you walk and you're sad? You know, these guys are bummed out. You know why they're bummed out? Because this is after the Jesus has died. Three days and they don't have Jesus anymore. And best I can figure out, this is his uncle and his brother. Right? And then he goes in to tell them. He says, you know, they're, 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 t- they're, uh, they're sad. That's what Jesus said. They're sad. They're bummed out. It's a dark time. And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered and said to him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem and hast not known the things which come to pass these days? I mean, imagine saying that to Jesus. <laughs> right? 
I mean, it's, it's kind of funny when you read your Bible. It's pretty funny, you know what I mean? It's like, where are you hiding? Are you, where are, you, are you hiding under a rock? You know, where you been, buddy? Right? And then he goes on, to, and then Jesus' Jesus' answer is even funnier. And he says, what things? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's just like, I don't know how, I don't even know if he, how, if he laughed or what. You know I mean, he probably not because Jesus is, you know, love and he cared for him. But you read it and it's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't wait to even get get further with this. Amen. And they said unto him, verse number 19, Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed in, in word before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and now our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and they crucified him. But we trusted it that it had been he that which he had should redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they also had seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to, to the sepulcher and found it even as the woman had said, but him they saw not. I mean, that's a mouthful. They're bummed out. There's a man. All these things were coming to happen. <laughs> and it didn't. <laughs> Look at Jesus' response now. Oh, fools. Verse 25. <laughs> Amen. And then he said, oh, fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them on all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now I know for a, I mean, I didn't get up here this morning and just say, okay, fools, open your Bibles. Cause I ain't Jesus. Jesus can get away with that one, not Mike. But you know what? I mean, we've opened to a lot of scriptures, right? So far. Jesus opened up and, and he expounded them all the scriptures and starting at Moses, it's Exodus. And all the prophets, he went to Malachi. <laughs> That's 38 books. I only got one passage left, all right? It's all I got. Hey, man, give me a break, all yeah, right? But he calls them fools. He calls them fools. And they drew nigh unto the village, verse number 208, where they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. This guy called, Jesus calls him a fool. And he says, all right, he, he preaches all the Bible to him. And he says, all right, I'm going to get going, uh, fools. <laughs> but they constrained him. Verse number 29. Saying, abide with us for it is toward evening and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. Is that your attitude this morning? When the Lord tells you something that you need to get right? He says, you fool, don't you get that right? Are you listening? But you know what? It's towards evening. That's what it says right there. And they drew nigh to the village where they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. You know what? It's dark. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass as they sat at meat with him, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave to them and their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? Is any of this making sense today? What helped them? 
Did not our hearts burn within us while He talked with us by the way and why He opened to us the Scriptures? You know what's going to help you in a dark time? That day's far spent. It's going to be this book. Amen. It's going to be the Lord. And they rose up that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. See, now if you just read right past that, you kind, of, you kind of forget some of the things that happened right there. They get called fools. They're excited about the Word of God. It was far spent. And it says in that same, that same self-hour, they rose up and what? They went back to Jerusalem to tell them. So they ran all the way back there, enlightened by the Word of God, through the darkness to go tell them about Jesus. Did you catch that? You got to live like he's alive. Don't walk like he's dead. He's alive up there. I serve a risen Savior. He's not on the cross today. That's not part of the verse, but Mike version it is. <laughs> Amen. You know what? When you're in darkness, you got to look for him. You got to listen to him. You'll turn over to our book of Acts and we'll close with this passage. Book of Acts. Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. And in verse number 16. It says, And it came to pass, he went, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that same hour. And when her master saw that the hope of her gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and they drew into the marketplace under the rulers and brought them to the magistrate saying, These men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded them to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison, and made their feet fast in the stocks. You know what that sounds like to me? Good times. That's good times right there, man. I tell you what, that's just good times. Amen? Amen. Let's keep going. We'll just keep reading because you know I'm lying. Verse number 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. You mean to tell me Paul and Silas sang praises unto God at midnight in the darkness after receiving beatings beyond what I'd ever want to have? Yep. These are seasoned Christians. Veteran Christians, so to speak. You know, you're in that darkness, man. You want to be a little mocked man? You need to pray and sing praises unto the Lord. Man, that's what David did. For lack of time, I won't turn there, but you can write it down. I remember Brother Mike, I mean, you read those songs. 
In Psalm chapter 18, man, Psalm chapter 18, you read through that, and you start reading it through, and it, David talks about how he, the darkness and, and God riding in the, th- his darkness is hiding place and riding cherubs, and God hath enlightened my darkness. By the time you get done reading that Psalm, you want to charge hell, and you feel like you can take it. It's that good. Psalm chapter 18. You can't tell me when David was in that cave. And all those men, and Saul was seeking to kill him, and he's got all his mighty men. You can't tell me that when he's writing those psalms that those guys didn't hear it. And he gets over there, and he done that one over there, when they, they sacked Ziglag, and those 400 that were Belial that went across over there. You can't tell me that these guys, even though they were lost, men's of Belial, no good men that didn't sing those songs that David was singing. You can't tell me that. I wouldn't believe it with all my heart. David goes in there, man, when David played something, every, I mean, so the king listened. David played a song and it pleased the Lord. David played a song and Saul listened. That evil spirit come across. Teaching one another with psalms and spirit and singing spiritual songs. You've got to read those songs, man. You need to sing out and praise unto the Lord. And lastly, I'll close with this. And suddenly, verse number 26, or verse number 25, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praise unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep. Seeing the prison doors opened, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. What's that next verse say? What's those next six words? Then he called for a light. You know what? When you're in the darkness, you need to look at, look and listen for others. Not all about you, cowboy. Cowgirl. Preach myself here. I think I'm the only one that got cows. <laughs> Mike don't like cows. So he... <laughs> you know what I mean? But you got to look around for others. There's someone out there who's calling for a light. Then he called for a light and sprang in and kept trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. Because you know what? Lost people can't see. <laughs> Lost people can't see as good as it's true. Because cause Paul didn't call for a light. Paul didn't call for a light. And Paul cried with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. In the darkness. In the midnight. In the inner prison. Yeah, he probably heard his sword because he was listening when he pulled out his sword. Or maybe he just was a little bit nocturnal and he could see it. And he knew all the prisoners were there. Don't do yourself any harm. You never know. Somebody's just going to end their life. And that little bit of darkness that you had to go through just might help them. When you sing in praises unto the Lord. Why is that guy doing that? 
And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? <laughs> and this is another funny one. And it says, and they said, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't just Paul. <laughs> it, it wasn't Silas. It was both of them. I guess together in unison. <laughs> Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. <laughs> I don't know if I, I imagine it was saying with a, said with a little bit of joy. And they said, a little bit of joy. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Just be in that light. In thy house. And what'd they do? What's verse number 32? And they spake unto them the word of the Lord. Is this making sense today? What helped him? And he'll be there for you. You might just have to go through something to help someone else. How are you going to handle it? You got to look for God in the darkness, be a little bit nocturnal. You got to listen to God's word. You're going to pray and sing praises. Are you going to look and listen for others in that time? Everybody needs Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for, Lord, just times, Lord, that are hard. Lord, we have to trust in You all the much more. Lord, Proverbs 3, 5 comes to mind. Lord, trust in the Lord with all Thine heart. Lean not unto Thine understanding. In all Thy ways acknowledge You, Lord, and You shall direct our paths. Lord, I pray, Lord, today, Lord, if there's someone here today, Lord, ain't saved, I pray today would be that day. Lord, I pray that we'd all just, Lord, be able to carry that light into the darkness, Lord, until that day comes, Lord, where we don't longer need it. Lord, you will just be the one that lightens the whole world. Lord, thank you for this book, Lord, when we not just leave it on our coffee tables, Lord, but may we read it, Lord, and project it. And Lord, just take it to somebody that needs it. Help us, Lord, just to realize this is the only thing that's going to ever help us, Lord. Lord, we thank you also for good friends like Paul and Silas, Lord. Thank you for good friends, Lord, to fight along in the faith. We pray, Lord, that you just be honored and glorified with our singing, Lord, and just uh, just our hearts seeking after you. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.